Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Jinen, co-founder of Drona HQ, a low-code platform for building enterprise applications. We go deeper into how he started, what are the use cases, what are the success stories, what are the mistakes that people do when they are building enterprise applications with the LCNC, and much more. Hopefully, you will enjoy this conversation. Welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversation, Jinan. Thank you for joining me in this particular podcast interview. Thank you very much, Joseph. Pleasure is mine. Let's start with this, Jinan. What was the trigger point for starting Drona HQ and what has been your experience so far? Sure. So, Joseph, we are actually a 15-year-old company. And uh, the trigger to start back in the day was very clear that, you know, we were an IT. I was working in with Wipro back in the day and I did not really think of the future to be an IT services-led organization as a future, neither for me nor I thought like, you know, it's it's more aspirational to think product. So that was my start point to think, why, what can we do in the space of software uh, as a service or software products and things like that. So that was typically my start point. And it so happened that mobility was very new back in the day. So we picked up some areas around enterprise mobility and we got started uh, in that space. And here we are like, you know, 14 years into the city in like, you know, from that point, right. We've been working in enterprise mobility from an application development perspective. We've been uh, helping our customers build various, uh, you know, take various initiatives around enterprise mobility within their organization. And in the, in our evolution cycle, we reached uh, where we are right now as a full-fledged low-code, no-code uh, solution or a low-code, no-code platform that we are today offering to our customers. Can you talk to me a little more about Drona HQ as a low-code, no-code platform in the sense that the spectrum is wide. There is air co- uh, air table, there is a bubble. So the, the, the spectrum is wide. Sure. Where does Drona fits in, Drona HQ fits in and what's the offering? Sure thing. That's a very good question, actually, Joseph. So the way we look at the entire low-code, no-code is a spectrum, right? The entire market, probably. I would uh, kind of like, you know, fit it into multiple uh, segments, right? Say, let's call them as uh, niche areas, mm-hmm. right? So we have database as a service as one of the segments. This is where custom, like, you know, players like Airtable, QuickBase, uh, you know, these kind of players fit in. So what does that segment do? It allows you to like, you know, quickly create record keeping applications, right? Imagine like, you know, I just want to capture my leads or I want to capture my uh, land records and so on and so forth. So they all classically fit into database as a service segment. And then you can create entire digital, uh, whatever journey that you would want to create around it, right? That's one. B is like, you know, I would call VPM uh, mm-hmm. second uh, niche that we see in the market prevalent is VPM. It's a very old uh, stuff, but like, you know, there are a lot of new players that they keep coming. But the idea is it's basically business process, uh, you know, engineering services, right? So again, you drag and drop, but you eventually create, say, stuff like some approval applications or maybe leave approvals, expense approvals and whatnot, right? So these, these are all VPM players. Then we have field force related yes. services. So in the field force, let's assume you are a you know a large organization who probably wants to do chase inspection or anything to do like you know, enable the field force to go ahead and like you know capture data from the market and push it push it back into you know maybe whichever is your core uh, system of records, right? So there are field force solutions which exist in the market. There are players like Fulcrum and many other players, right? 
so those are her sort of third segment now typically the fourth segment that where we kind of play is application development uh, tooling mm-hmm. right so in the context of application development the you know the the canvas is a bit more open bit more wider and you are looking at building applications for probably internal audience or external audience to an organization now depending on your use case uh, either way is like you know typically if you look at applications generally the context is you look at three tiered architecture systems so there is a presentation layer there is a business logic and there is a database layer mm-hmm. there are players who exist who do each of these three different services or there are one players who exist who can do all of these combined today right so there are players like you know maybe i would call them large players like you know we out systems and mendix of the world who would kind of target the entire 3 tier architecture and then there are players like us who would rather focus on one of those core aspects so we focus on the presentation layer the web mm. engineering layer. Mm. today you can drag and drop with runa hq and you can create an entirely perfect web application for your either internal use so we have three use cases that we go after one being internal use cases internal tools b is customer uh, facing uh, applications they can be uh, customer portals they can be customer journeys and so on and so forth and third use case which is a very new recent addition to our uh, you know our tooling is called as embeddable apps so within your product you want to build a new feature with the low code no code you could go ahead and do that so our spectrum is very much related to in and around web engineering layer and this is where like you know we give all the services like you know you can drag drop create an entirely perfect ui connect it to your all your 40 plus backend services or 20 plus market services like salesforce or uh, you know maybe hubspot or slack or many other services and you can create a perfectly like you know whatever application that you eventually looking for making right for either of these three use cases Fantastic. So this is where we fit in the larger scheme of things. Fantastic. Can you talk to me about some of the success stories where you have implemented this, whether it is internal tools or external tools, which you can talk about, sure. and what has been the journey of implementation, so to speak? Sure thing. So I might be talking a little bit about some of the customers, but without really naming them. Right? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Absolutely. So great. so for example like you know one of our customer is one of the, one of the you know third largest bank right uh, say i'll take a case of say an indian customer here mm-hmm. and the third largest bank in india but the idea is uh, like you know they the entire consumer banking division they uses us right mm-hmm. they uses drona hq to actually create um, you know all the digital uh, journeys right for their branch banking officers anybody within the branch uh to so that you know they can go ahead and they can they can do their operations better right now these could be like uh yeah these could be like you know applications like you know some of the applications that you might want to see uh their compliance applications for either say the RBI or the income tax compliances and so mm. forth right or they could be applications merely like you know helping them to unlock stuff like say digital locker or uh, any of the registers that you might see at the branch that they might want to digitize right so there are these kind of use cases that they would do uh, the whole idea is in the premise of the in, of the investment is like you know in a traditional mechanism they could have done x application today they are able to do x plus 50% applications right so the whole idea is 1.5 times uh, the applications if they can build with this investment that is a rational for like you know adoption of a platform like this similarly i'll give you one more case study or a success story right we work with one of the largest um, 
uh, in the food and confectionery business, right? Uh, one of the largest companies based out of the US and we work with them across 30 different markets. Mm-hmm. We use LCNC, low code, no code, typically for the entire sales enablement channel. Mm. So in which like, you know, we are dealing with a workforce of around 40,000 people across spanning 30 different markets, right? Including Latin America, Mexico, some parts of the Europe, US, China, India, and a lot of other Eastern, East Asia uh, countries, right? And today they have been able to build at least 16 to 20 different applications only and only to do everything around Salesforce, uh, like, you know, Salesforce enablement, enabling their end users, enabling the Salesforce to come on board quicker, to enable them to give them certain tools so that they can do business better or they can get onboarded faster, etc. These kind of use cases. So, you know, they, these have been largely been some of the very large enterprise success stories. But having said this, we have tons of customers over 100 plus mid-market customers, right? And today, like, you know, they have been able to discover us. Uh, they've been able to, like, you know, uh, get, uh, get started self-serve, uh, you know, with us and build a ton of applications. And many times we wouldn't even know what they are building, right? But we know they are customers since a long time because they have been subscribed to our services for a longer time. Okay. Uh, so, Gina, traditionally, or rather even now, these large enterprises, so to speak, the third largest bank or the uh, the other example that you gave, traditionally when they want to roll out certain application internally, their choices has been build or buy. So if it's a Salesforce, maybe HubSpot or a Salesforce application and then internal, there would be other SaaS applications that will be available or they will go and say, okay, you know what? We'll either build it internally or we will outsource it outside. Right. What are the reasons that these guys are going for low code, no code nowadays? Is it, is it going to the market faster? Is it iteration? Why are they choosing low code, no code? So, sure. I, I think it's a very, very good question, right? So, Joseph, if you understand, like, you know, most of these customers, right? Build or buy is an option when there is a market service which is available. Mm-hmm. Typically, when a market service is available, it is a no-brainer that they would go and buy it from the market because it's far more easier than to create something from scratch, correct? But if you understand, like, you know, maybe, uh, like, you know, there are custom applications that they really need to build because there is nothing which is market look like which is available matching their needs, mm-hmm. right? I'll give you an example. A large financial services company based in the Europe, for example, their problem statement was they wanted to do entire talent management in a very, very specific manner. Mm. They run success factors with them, but yet they they could not really leverage it. Now, if they really wanted to build a very custom, uh, you know, talent management tool for the internal use case, whatever that is, right? Either they build or they don't build, right? Now, the option was not then not to build. So, they had to build. The choices were either do it with traditional approach or do it 10x faster with the LCNC. And they ended up building it with an LCNC. Mm. LCNC comes as and when there is a need for custom applications arises in the company. Mm. And that is where, like, you know, when, 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 there is a, when there is a need and the use cases are probably fitting into the LCNC corridor, you might not want to go... Uh, from point A to point B, walking if there is a car which is available, right? So that's the whole point. If the road is there and the car is there available, you might want to choose a car. But obviously, if there are roads are like streets of Mumbai, maybe you might just want to rethink, right? So that is where we are. Okay. (laughs) That's a good analogy, uh, Janet. Okay. So say, for example, I'm the CEO of a bank or, or maybe even a CTO of the bank. I'm considering... 
I have a, this particular need and there is no direct fit in the market. My, my needs are very custom, very specific. I want to build something. Right. What factors should I consider to even consider some of the LNC, LCNC tools and also to compare? As you said, there's a spectrum of applications that are available. I could, I could go for Airtable to just store all the records to the presentation layer that you are talking about, right? So there's a ton of tools that are available. What factors should I consider to go and say, one, this should be built in low, low code, no code. Two, this is the tool that I should choose. How should I go about doing it? Sure. So let's let's talk about the choices, right? So let's assume you're building a, you know, say, uh, first, let's say the genre of your application, right? The genre of your application is, let's assume you're looking at building a core business application. Mm -hmm. Let's assume you're an insurance company and you want to build your, uh, you know, your entire LOS, mm -hmm. right? Or you want to build, uh, you know, you're a financial services company, you want to build your LOS or some lending systems or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You need banking, core banking systems. You would not want to build it with an LCNC. Mm -hmm. That's the first rule of thumb. Core business application, I don't think you should attempt. The reason being, no matter what, uh, like, you know, you might be buying the best of the breed, best in class technology, uh, LCNC, uh, you might want to have better control onto the code. Having said this, you can still think about going hybrid Joseph over there. You might think the partial part, I would want to build it like, you know, using this and some part I would like to do it in this way, right? So, so as to cut your cost, cut your time, increase your go-to-market, whatever. So that's one part of the thing. Now coming back, right? There are a plethora of internal applications that you might want to build or you might want to build an extended enterprise uh, facing use case. Let's assume you are an e-commerce company and you want to build something for your merchants. Mm -hmm are looking at like you know those sort of use cases lcnc is a great fit mm -hmm. reason being you are not really gonna go about your ui ux mm. second uh you can really really scale these applications because these are not going to be customer facing but these are going to be like you know more or less internal facing applications mm. at some point in time right so your your demand on these uh uh, you know, compute demand is always going to be sizable demand. It's not going to be like peaking or whatever, right? So there is not really like, you know, uh, you can really plan these applications very well, right? B. Now, these applications typically now, these are candidate for LCNC, mm. right? Now let's look at these applications. Some of these applications typically when in the context of large enterprise, you might say, they already have system of records 90% of the time prevalent, mm. right? Unless there is a net new brown greenfield application that you're looking at. Generally, the cases that, you know, system of records exist, right? Depending on maturity of the company, obviously. But uh, most of the times, like, you know, the kind of companies that we are dealing with, they will have system of records. Mm -hmm. Which means now they might also have an entire microservice layer on top, which mm -hmm. is built. Mm -hmm. APIs are there, databases are there existing. What is missing is probably UI modernization or the legacy modernization that they're trying to attempt. Classic fitment use case for a product like Drona HQ. Because here you're talking about like, you know, not really like straight away writing a new presentation layer, making making it more modern, making it like, you know, more agile and stuff like that, right, Joseph? So this is where I think like, you know, choices of platform players like us would come in. However, at the same time, let's assume if it's a internal facing application, but yet a green field, maybe you might want to like, you know, you want to touch upon the entire stack and you want to do low code, no code. You might want to choose some of these other players. Right? Mm. 
and let's assume you want to choose let's assume it's a simple some uh, you know some digital thing that you are trying to do for say visitor management very basic applications which are not going to be like you know uh, the records are not going to be scaling so high because then you could go for a database service players like say airtable the biggest problem with like you know going with somebody like an airtable for a serious business application is soon you will outgrow those databases soon those out databases will start outperforming and you need to do some various other thing mm. small and medium companies it's okay your data size the number of records will not really grow say that drastically but let's assume you are operating at a scale of a walmart i would suggest rethink mm. don't really look at like you know uh, like you know say a table or quickbase or any of them as your fundamental choice right mm. or uh, building a uh, you know database application now coming back right so uh, from that perspective but let's assume if you're if you're looking at building something like say an automation services right so again there are plethora of players available go for them mm. there is niche is player which are available right so depending on your use case i would rather suggest like you know you should uh, think about it but the rule of thumb just to summarize is it a core business application or is it a internal facing tool or an extended enterprise facing tool right if the if it is a latter then i would suggest go for uh, you know go for lcnc okay uh, i think i think now that the entire cloud development is moving into a headless movement mac right. and uh, headless i think right. you are placed really nicely on that internal facing presentation layer all the other things at the back end is available the system of records is available you are sitting at the top where the internal team can experiment with some kind of a uh, user Absolutely. interactions and everything fantastic Absolutely. fantastic Absolutely. okay so we, we you talked about the system records system of records is in the customers application stack right. you are sitting on the presentation layer what about compliances gdpr hipaa i mean there is ton of compliances right how right. do you take care of that so joseph uh, drone hq today is available in two versions rather we are one of the very rare platform which is available to which is available on cloud but we are five minute installs you can self host uh, the entire service right so let's assume you want to become a hipaa compliant you are trying to build a hipaa compliant application on top you go with a self hosted uh, mechanism of drone hq so that it stays everything within your firewalls and your setup and your infrastructure however if you are looking at going yet for like you know let's assume you are okay with the cloud and stuff like that our cloud today as on day is a soc2 compliant it is a gdpr compliant service mm. so you can use our cloud service for that right however like you know i'll i'll be very candid over here a lot of our financial services customers today they opt for self hosted version because the compliance is that kind of exist with this okay fair fair point if it's a self hosted how do you do the updates and also what's the pricing model for the cloud versus self hosted how does it work so today our cloud hosted version and self hosted version are uh, look alike prices okay right? that's not going to be the case probably like you know from a quarter from now because mm-hmm. i think like you know the rational is we would want to incentivize or rather we want to pass the benefit uh, back to the self hosted version customers so this is the direction in which we will be heading mm-hmm. so from a pricing standpoint you will see that self hosted version will kind of like you know from our licensing perspective might be tad bit uh, like you know will save you a bit more however the downside to that is you need to maintain your own 
but however but it also gives you a lot more control because you know your data stays with you and everything so there is a while there is a downside on like in you adding to your maintenance etc but at the same time it is uh, also in your favor at the same time right today our installs are like you know say 5 minute docker is installed also which means uh, like you know you can actually set it up in within your hyperscaler of your choice mm. aws whatever so it goes into your standard contracted let's assume like you know you are already standard contracted that your farm is going to be maintained by some xyz player it's just additional of say maybe two or three additional nodes right so it won't really be a much of a challenge over there just to fantastic so you're yeah. giving a quite a lot of options to the customers they can pick absolutely. and choose what however you want absolutely okay now uh, so which is which is a fair point how is your pricing done is it is it per usage is it on headcount is it on revenue sure sure so i think we have we have been very innovative with our uh, pricing uh, mechanism and the way in which we license the product right to the customers and uh, this comes with a very deeper understanding of our customers mm. today we are one of the very very few players rather i would say the only player who give pricing or licensing on the basis of three different parameters mm-hmm. we do it today like you know we offer our customers licensing basis usage okay which is amount of usage that you are going to do and we can license you on it imagine like you know you are a walmart and you want to give it to 200000 people enterprise wide access but you know only a fraction of people are going to use it right so again you can go with the usage based mechanism and you can actually get started with a plan which is going to be not really looking at like you know running into millions of dollars but yet where you can really really start right that's a we also give you user based plans right and the third is we are also like you know coming out in the process of even giving you app based pricing so the whole idea is like you know licensing today is a scheme of like you know multiple things there are at least seven eight different parameters over which we can tweak it to make it more value based pricing for our customers fantastic there's a there's a quite a lot of option whether it is on the installation based or on the pricing based uh, good to yes. hear uh, jinan yes you would have seen a lot of rollouts of these applications in yes. this what mistakes normally people do the enterprises do and how can they avoid them uh when they roll out their applications or when they're building their applications building the applications yeah, okay so typically like you know many a time when i see um business when they when they take the you know charge of you know getting an application done uh i think in my experience what i've seen is uh, they come out with a very very large thing right and that needs more time to deliver you cannot go agile with that and so on and so forth business being business they need everything right but if at all you put some rationality to it and if you can cut down everything into small chunks and get it up and running and like you know go in the direction of mvp i think businesses could have had a better shot at getting something they want and they can then they can keep iteratively progressing towards what they really need right that is one thing i think during the build process if uh, you know if they are smarter they will be able to achieve a lot more with an lcnc okay right? and i i can i can back this up with an example right mm-hmm. we have customers wherein like you know uh, they have started with a simple record capturing application and today they built a full fledged application on top right 
So I'll give you CRM as an example. They started as simple because they did not really want a sales force because it's way too complex. But they started building it like, you know, with a very simple use case today. They have like, you know, maybe around all the major features that probably a CRM might need, but very contextualized to that customer. Right, they, you can create invoice at a you know at the click of a button. You can send a subscription order to a at a click of a button. You can make a call to your customer at the end of the and this is completely based on LCNC. Fantastic, and also the benefit is the application, the whatever that they are developing, can grow with the company. Absolutely, because your day one need versus your day hundred need is going to be very different. <laughs> and I'll give you, we also like, you know, one of the active segments that we work in is like, you know, with the fast growing, uh, you know, uh, internet companies, right? Typically, they, they are series A, series B, series C startups, right? Who are like, you know, uh, working in the internet domain, right? They could be an e-commerce company, fintech company, blah, 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 right? Now, what I see is like, you know, as in when, like, you know, they, they charter, it only keeps enlarging where it is. Example, like, you know, they, they are on completely online shop tomorrow, they might have an offline presence. Mm. In the case of an offline presence, they need 20 different tools. Mm. It can be an audit tool, it can be a distribution tool, it could be anything else, right? Now, this is where, like, you know, an LCNC really comes in handy because it allows them to do, like, you know, things at a speed of light. Oh, fantastic. Yes, uh, absolutely. I agree with you on that. Uh, Gina, Indian IT industry is largely built on software development. And you also mentioned like, you know, for, for 14 years or 14 years back, you started off with this. Do you think low code, no code as a tool? I mean, not just the Drona HQ, but the whole movement itself is a disruptive force for the Indian IT industry. Where do you see that they should move forward? I think, no, to be honest, it's like, you know, when, whenever something, uh, you know, uh, comes up right you only move up the value chain mm-hmm. yeah so in the context of like you know say let's assume say what drone you does today right let's assume you're dragging and dropping and you're dropping a radio box you're essentially eliminating the you know the mundane task or you know the repetitive work of writing a small two line of code on like probably like you know how a radio button would have otherwise be written in html added some css on top etc right now if the tool is doing for you you as an engineer or the it is IT engineer within India, there are a plethora of chances or opportunities which will exist in the AIML. Mm. You might want to move up and you might want to do something like, you know, more hardcore on the, maybe on the operating system or maybe on the embedded engineering side of things. So none of those opportunities are going away. Mm. Also in the context of business application, there are some fairly, I would say, core business applications that will continue to thrive and you might want to go. And today, LCNC, when I say, the reason we are calling it as low-code is because you could do it 80% of the work without coding, but 20% mm. still mm. So the IT, IT folks within, say, India or probably anywhere in the world, the low-code, no-code movement is not going to go ahead and take away their, like, you know, their jobs, right? They are absolutely needed. Today, I can't really ask a business person to come and make an application. Very honestly, like, you know, we've been into, say, low-code, no-code since last four and a half years, right? Moment we give it to the business, they cannot even think schema, mm. right? Mm. They cannot think systems the way the systems have to be thought. This is where engineers would come in and they will be required. Uh-huh. Just that they need to have better tools, Correct. right? Just because an IKEA exists doesn't mean carpenters don't. Great, great perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Jeanette, you touched upon this AIML and then it reminds me, is there a play of chat GPT in the LCNC? Do you see it? Do you work on it? Or you... 
absolutely joseph we just launched a new feature yesterday that you can just tell the system like you know hey this is a table from this table we need so and so things in the chat gpt will actually write a query and not just there joseph we just also launched another thing wherein like you know you said hey here's the data that this particular api is giving me i want to transform it in a manner that it will give me in an array of objects mm. yeah gpt which is integrated or embedded within the lcnc is actually making an entire javascript and giving it for you to test and then probably do it it will reduce your time of like you know doing all of these things like by gazillant hours right and this is what like you know embedding in lcnc is allowing our customers to now we will allow our customers now to actually like you know uh, grow go to market even faster even faster yes yeah yeah uh, jinet we have covered ton of grounds here in closing what are you most excited about and what are you most worried about it's a great question i'm most excited about the future of lcnc as a category in, in general uh i am a great like you know i've read books like crossing the chasm mm. in my growing up days right i'm a big believer of some technologies are hype technologies some will probably like you know just fizzle out but i feel lcnc is going to stay in the market i am seeing the proof of the pudding every day right there are customers who are like you know working with us since last several years and i can see like you know as and when they'll start enjoying the merit of it they will would want more and more applications to be built on top of lcnc so the future of lcnc is extremely bright consolidation will happen mm. in this space at some point in time right but having said this there is a long tail of applications that will continue to remain like you know pre- absolutely relevant to lcnc right so that's one thing i'm extremely excited about uh the thing that probably like you know the on the worry side i think like you know i don't think there is anything which is kind of like you know worrying me at this point in time i only see a extremely bright future joseph so maybe if i have something i'll definitely get back to you and you can edit it into your <laughs> into your program <laughs> uh, uh, or we can have another uh, session <laughs> oh absolutely man <laughs> jinet uh finally i ask a rapid fire question three rapid fire question to all my guests sure. uh the first one being what's the kindest thing anyone has done for you uh there are a lot of good things yes. but one thing that probably should come to my mind is uh, you know uh, we were working with one of our customers in the government psu and the person was so amazing that you know, they came out with an opportunity on how do we really navigate within the organization and how do we really do things right and i did not really expect that to happen in within say a you know within say maybe a government or a psu organizations so i i found it extremely kind thank you as i said uh, this podcast is about leadership in that sense what do you think as the best leadership quality and who manifested in your circle in your life so one in in one of my early days right when i was working with uh, one of my customer wipro so one of the things that i really learned from them on, on the leadership side of uh, like you know how they have been able to like really empower their team and uh, you know 
direction is one thing vision is one thing but at the, at the end of the day like you know how do you really take the entire team to go ahead and deliver it and the pride in making sure like you know team is actually coming up and delivering these things right that's that's something which is extremely important right so in the context of leadership i think i really found uh, like you know those things really moving but uh, just to also touch upon right i'm a big fan of tatas right and mm. how they built not just tatas tatas but they have like you know they've been also instrumental in building of the country in general right i myself i have been like you know i have been at the honor of taking a ratan tata scholarship at some point in time in my career during my engineering days so one of the things is like you know how do you really give back to the society and this is what leadership probably like you know should be all about like you know if at all you can really empower people to a larger cause to a larger commitment this is probably like awesome awesome answer thank you uh, finally uh, jinan uh, what's your definition of living a good life i think a balanced life which is probably like you know you're working but you're also having like you know your fun part of your life family life your sports life today i fortunately i do like you know five days a week i have sporting active sporting in my life extreme happiness spending time with my daughter with my family etc right and of course besides that uh, hustling <laughs> in the lcnc space so yes uh, it 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 shows up jinan uh, <laughs> <laughs> in your conversation arjun uh, i'm i'm sure you are extremely busy thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about lcnc and your journey in uh, drona hq i really appreciate it thank you so much joseph thanks so much for having me i love the conversation with you looking forward thank you thank you hope you enjoyed our conversations if so can i request you to share this podcast with others and also can you review and rate on the apple podcast and other social media platforms as well thank you have a life of wins